Now, this week, first of all, you need to give yourself carbon monoxide poisoning, and then you need to blow yourself up. Tell us, tell us all. I, I have this little paraffin lamp that I have, right? And it's just a wee ordinary paraffin lamp, and I, I like the light of it when it, when I, it helps me sleep. Uh, so I let it last Sunday night, and I woke up on Monday morning feeling a little bit drowsy. And I thought, right, I'll go, go up and go to the toilet. I went, got up, and whenever I went, I rubbed my nose, and it was black. The, the, the lamp had been billowing out smoke. It didn't catch fire, and it just had been putting out this soot all over the place. And the room was absolutely covered. I, I honestly, I have to repaint the whole room. I haven't done it yet because I couldn't be bothered. But I basically, it didn't dawn on me until you said, "He said, uh, you know, that whenever it's doing black smoke, it means it's not burning properly and it's pumping carbon monoxide." So that was that was number one. Then the TV has collapsed. I don't know what happened. That the TV upstairs that went kaput. And then first of all, I forgot I about that. Coffee. I forgot about that. Right. I was making coffee in my little coffee pot. Well, it's actually quite a big coffee pot. So water goes in here. There's a little bit of this sort of thing is, and you heat it up. Bubbles up through, psh, comes out. All Fanny's run. I went out to check it. Hadn't bubbled through. Came in. Was messing about on the internet. Went back out again. Checked it again. Came in here and all I bang. I went out, the thing exploded. Just absolutely clarried the whole the whole kitchen was covered in coffee. The thing just pressurized and blew up. So I kind of thought to myself, that, that's the three bad things that's happened. You know, that's that done. So I, 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 this coffee pot's for the bin. I'm actually sort of scared myself of it. I went off like a hand grenade. You heard the bang. So the, the universe has conspired against me this week, but I'm here now and uh I'm drinking this rather lovely stuff. The, the red salty has arrived. I just don't right. Know well, I'm actually going to show people. I'm going to show people this uh, actual coffee pot saga, and they will actually be frightened when they see this because when they see this up close and personal, uh, they will actually think, "Wow, you're dead lucky." Now, where do you see this here? Look, look at that coffee pot. Look at look at that there. That is the state of marty's normally pristine kitchen uh and you can see that there i don't know where you can see it in your screen at this end or not that is how bad it is that's how bad it is at the minute so uh we will uh, tell people about the show what's on the show tonight marty what's happening this week we're going to do uh the news as usual and then this week it's a little bit it's a little bit different this week it's a little bit sort of disjointed in some ways, but there's a commonality, there's a theme coming through. And what I mean by that is it's places with whiskey in the title, either officially or unofficially. Okay? There's there's logic behind it. Once we get into it, you'll understand. And there's some very good and funny stories about it. So I, I, I'm kind of excited for this one. I think that's a good one. Now, uh, Peter McCabe's asking, is there going to be any joint jaunty headgear this evening. I think we need a hard hat, actually, if uh, you're going to do anything in the show tonight. Uh, Linda Cox is saying hello from Canada. <laughs> and a, a, drop of the, 
drop of the Irish uh, uh, is, say, is saying, I'm having oak devil. Need to know if Murray's okay with that or shall I throw it out straight away? You drink whatever you want to drink. If you enjoy it, good. If you don't, I would, I would, I would need to be bad for me not to finish it. There is a few that I've never finished. I just I couldn't. I normally pass them on to the, the old friend, the exorcist, uh, because it, <laughs> you drink anything. But uh, well, he would. You know, you know as well as I do. He would. Uh, anyone that doesn't know, he's called the exorcist because he makes all my spirits disappear. But uh, no. So drink away. This I. I, I I purchased this a wee while ago and it only came yesterday. Uh, I opened it earlier on and this is rather lovely stuff. It's This is a strange mix because it's double distilled, triple distilled and peated malts and it's finished in two different wine casks. It's a very sort of hodgepodgey mixed up thing, but it actually works really well. So it's very nice, very pretty, nice. So yeah, good. So we'll be going on with the news, Justin. We will. Uh, John Donison, Oak Devil. He's in the Bush Twenty One cast strength tonight. So that's 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 a good uh, a man with taste there. It's, whenever I do, we do the news, it's a man who uh, I'm really scared to open an Irish whiskey these days in case I'm I'm, I'm bankrupting my, my son's future inheritance uh, by the way whiskey prices are going. But uh, we'll get to that in a, in a bit. So. Here is the news. Now, Justin and I do the podcast on a Wednesday, and we were talking about whiskey reports. Another one came out last week uh, by who was it? The board beer down down in the Republic. Twenty twenty has had it's played as part on Irish whiskey uh, and all other alcohol. Alcohol exports have dropped 19% to 1.3 billion euro. And that's in part to do with COVID and also US tariffs. I'll get you that in a little minute. The board base export performance whiskey was down by 26%, which is a massive drop, but it's still up on what it was a little bit uh, a while ago. It's the, the, the trajectory is still up, and it's because of some extenuating circumstances. We haven't really talked about this, but in October 2019, President Trump uh, had a Scottish and Irish whiskey with a 25% tariff, which Scotland claim has caused a 34% decline in their sales in the US, which is enormous. Uh, the UK then retaliated with the UK, the EU retaliated with a 25% tariff on uh, US rums, brandies, vodkas, and vermouths. So the report. And basically, there's not an awful lot of uh, positive news come out of it. But it's 2020. Uh, what do you expect, really? Now, this, this sort of interest is of well importance to me and you, Justin. The, the report also talked about tourism. Uh, Drinks Ireland said that visitor attractions are dependent on the domestic market now. As well, we all know that. Uh, now, certainly in the short term. So they're going to have to come up with smaller tailor-made high-end experiences to attract visitors i think that's always going to be the way i think they're 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 going to have to do that anyway uh, to bring to bring people like ourselves but 
that's all they're going to get. Now, you and I have both read reports this week that tourism won't be back to 2019 levels until 2024. At least it's looking bad, actually, and they keep on extending it even further again every time, don't they? Yeah. So people are going to have to be a bit more innovative and attract the domestic market because there's still, people still, I mean, the economy is going to have to keep moving. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to find out where that's going to go. But necessity is the mother of invention, so we'll see what people come up with. But that's their outlook on the tourism. Now, touched on it briefly there. The price of Irish whiskey. And, well, the price, the price of anything to do with Irish whiskey. I have a book sitting up here uh, above my head uh, by um, E.B. Maguire. It's a history of Irish whiskey. It was published in the 1970s and, and it's, it's out of print now. And I saw it for sale the other day for 800 euro. 800 wow. euro wow it's, it's, I, I, no, it was expensive i paid i think i paid 50 pounds for it but you know the price of these things have just went through the roof now i'll give you an idea this week saw the launch of the, the last of the cologne bonded experimental series which i'm kind of sad to see but it sold out in seconds really in, in a few minutes online and what's happening is lots of people are I've seen Irish whiskey prices and are buying stuff really to flip it. And and flipping is where you buy a whiskey and then just basically auction it off. You try and buy as many bottles as you can and then sell them on as quickly as possible in order to make a profit, uh, which most people really can't stand at all. But when you see the prices that some of them are going for, uh, Middleton 2020 is selling on the auction sites for upwards of €900. Euro. Now, it was 180 to buy, so it's a hell of a markup. Uh, the Causeway Coast Collection from Bush Mills, the 2001 uh, uh, cask, it was going, it's going for £1,550. £1,550, not Euro. Uh, Middleton 2017, about £400-ish. About four or five months ago, it was probably half that price or a little over, over it. Uh, Middleton 2002, £1,100. Now, Blue Spot, which we um, I, I did the launch and I bought, a, I bought a couple of bottles of it, it's doubled in value. Now, I know that that was batch number one that came out, but it's going to be part of the core range. It's not, it's not like a one-off special edition, you know, but it's doubled in price. So I, I, it just seems... The prices are going a little bit crazy, so I do hope it's not becoming it's not becoming bubble a bubble. You know what I mean? It, uh, it it's just a, a very sort of dangerous point. People who are wanting to buy the whiskies to drink aren't really getting the opportunity to buy them because their evidence limited is getting bought, and then they're going to have to pay double to actually to get that. So. It's, it's not a good place, really. It's not Quite a, a lot of irregulars are in tonight already, Marty, and some news people as well. Uh, mm -hmm. John Dunn is saying, uh, I'm asking, has anybody ever flipped a whiskey that's watching tonight? And also, uh, I'm also uh, seeing on here that uh, Springbank refusing to send whiskey 
uh, to Ireland following in steps of Amazon. Now that's yeah. obviously to do with Brexit then, isn't it? Yeah, there was a, Amazon stopped selling, sending over whiskey. There was a, a change and this, they were okay about it. Then they said they weren't going to send it. Then they did. It's a bit confusing, but I think everybody's confused with Brexit. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, Springbank, Springbank's probably after Bush Mills, the closest distillery to me. I mean, it's literally just around the corner. It's just across the water and around the corner a little bit. Um, yeah. But I think once there's a bit more clarity and things settle down, I mean, you have to remember, really, we've only had the live of Brexit for, what, two weeks or a little over it. So once things settle <laughs> down, um, I think it'll be all right. You know, it's, well, it's just an old We hope fingers and toes down. crossed. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll end up with no food in the supermarket shelves. Justin, that would be that would be an extreme case. We'll stock we'll stock by pot noodles. We'll be all right. Stock by pot noodles, beans, and tea. What more do you need? Well, if I can't get on the coronavirus diet, I might as well get on the Brexit diet, mightn't I? <laughs> That's it. You know, they're always talking about people that. They always say, "See if the NHS. If you lost, to, if everybody lost about two stone, the NHS would be would be fine. Be so many people would be much all there." So there you go. No, round roundabout. It's always a positive. Always look on the bright side, Justin. Silver light, oh, every cloud, and all that. Right? True, 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 true. Where are we heading now? Before we discover some of these exotic whiskey places remember to comment like and share on facebook hit subscribe and hit the bell on youtube as well and remember on anchor on a wednesday night on your usual podcast places you can find the uh, whiskey wednesday half hour whiskey show it's totally different content than this Morty. yeah the podcast is basically me and justin talking about something and and him getting the wrong end of the stick at times, and me going, "Have you learned nothing in, in nearly a year?" <laughs> now, this week saw Mary Nicholson celebrate her hundred and sixth birthday. Uh, now, this happens quite regularly. You get people coming on, uh, and they're putting it on the uh, screen, and they've had their birthday. They're a super centenarian, and they get asked, "What's the secret?" And pretty much most of them say. A wee drop of whiskey. Mary was 106, so she was born during World War One. She saw three flu pandemics. She's had COVID twice. She's one of the people that was unlucky enough to have it twice. Uh, she got her vaccine this week as well. <laughs> but she said her, her, the key to her long life right. was full fat milk, cream, butter, and a tipple of, of whiskey. So there you go. You can't argue with the evidence, Justin. It's all there. It's there. I think I seen her on the TV. She seemed to be totally with it actually when she was chatting away as well, which is a yeah. always a good thing. Uh, always Wait, good for somebody thing. that's been drinking whiskey for six years. There's Julie saying, really enjoying the podcast. Keep them coming. Yes, they're a new thing for uh, 2021. Every Wednesday, you'll get them on all the major podcast platforms, even on Spotify, which Marty never thought he'd appear on. Uh, I, I always thought I'd never appear on Place Six, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not on the side that you appeared on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, 
this this is a very weird one, right? We'll talk about that. Adverts that don't really say anything. Do you remember there was one for milk a long time ago? People in Northern Ireland would know the one I mean. It was all it was in black and white and it was shot like an avant-garde movie. And nobody could understand what it was for, and it turned out it was for milk. Well, this advert it's a collaboration. And I really don't understand it, <laughs> the concept behind it. But that do you want to stick it on? Well, the good news is it's age restricted and only available on YouTube. So I'm going to send you the link and you can watch it at your leisure because we can't actually play it in this because we have special dispensation to play stuff on on Facebook off YouTube, which is complicated. But if you pay big money for a big app, you can get this permissions. But I can't actually play it. But it's a very it starts out like a, a perfectly normal commercial, Marty. Uh, and then it, it sort of goes a bit bizarre. It's it's for Knob Creek Whiskey. Now, I, I've watched this a few times. And what it's about is, it's, it's Fred Noe of Knob Creek, who he talks about hard work and about how you put all your energies into the things that you love and all this kind of jazz, right? Now, bearing in mind, this is whiskey that he makes. So about two minutes, and this is about five minutes long, this advert, and about two minutes into it, two and a half minutes into it, they introduce a guy called Jesse Israel. I don't know, I have no idea whether that's his real name or not. Um, and he is a, he's a, 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 he was a music producer or music, something to do with entertainment, but now he does mindfulness and meditation and all this kind of stuff. So halfway through it, he goes, Oh, your power of your mind needs to do this. So basically, it's a tie-up between Knob Creek uh, and meditation or mindfulness. Now, I don't know how much meditation you're going to do, you know, with with half a dozen halfens of silky in you. I don't, see, I don't see that how that sort of ties up. Oh, you need to meditate and be mindful and take time out, and, and as the idea that while you're sitting in your, your you know, the lotus position. You have a, a Guinness and a, and, a, and a bourbon. I don't understand the advert. It's a bit, it's a bit of a strange tie-up. I wish you could see it and go on and watch it because it is a bit sort of nuts. But yeah. it's worth watching. It's worth having a look at. There's the link there. There's the link there. You can click on it yourself. Not now, after this. Or if you want to nip over to YouTube, watch it, come back. We're talking about whiskey places tonight. And we're going all around the world, more or less, tonight to very strange whiskey places. So... Uh, Marty, you've got one more story for us, but I do believe, don't you? No, not in the news, Justin. Oh, I thought that you sorry. said there was something we didn't have graphics for. Aye, this is this is the thing, right? I got contacted um, last week by a guy in Canada. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving his name because, but you know who he is. About you know, the poster behind me, McAllister and Sons. Um, he said that his, his dad was from Balamina. Now, I'm from Balamina. That's why this is here. Uh, what I will say is I did a little bit of ringing around and got in touch with, with well, with certainly with one person anyway. Uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned because there'll be more about it, more about McAllister's whiskey. Uh, I 
McAllister's was in Bryan Street in Ballymena. They didn't have a distillery. They were a, a bottler and a bonder. Um, they were they were very big. So there'll be more on that. We'll 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 come back to that. Stay tuned. Um, that would be uh, that would be um, in the pipeline. So there you go. And a, that, drop, a drop of the Irish has posed the question about uh, some of the Bush Mills releases, but we do know that some of the Bush Mills releases aren't available in certain territories and other ones are available elsewhere sort of thing isn't it it's not the case yeah they've done this and it's, it's much to the chagrin of a lot of a lot of people um there was two releases in ireland there was one in the uk there was one in australia one in germany i i, I don't know really where they're coming how they're coming along or when they're coming out or whatever um they don't seem to have it tied up the way you would kind of the way you would kind of expect so for people who for people who do want to collect and there's nothing wrong with collecting whiskey right we'll, we'll just establish that I've, I've decent enough collection myself but for people who want to collect the causeway coast range it's going to cost them an awful lot of money and i mean a lot of money to get because they have to buy them now with all the brexit stuff if they release one in in germany can you get it posted over to the uk etc etc so i don't know um if they release another in the uk can you get it posted over to, to ireland who knows um so i don't know i saw a new uh Bush Mills being listed. It's not for sale yet. Just earlier on today, uh, can't even remember what it was, but it's not for sale yet. So I don't, I don't know. They're releasing these across different places, but I would imagine you'll see an awful lot more cast strengths coming out of Bush Mills in the not too distant future. I would have thought. Okay, so this this week's all about whiskey places. Where are we heading to first? The exotic climes of Hillsborough. Just outside Belfast. Now, Hillsborough, for anyone who doesn't know, is where the Queen's official residence is, Hillsborough Castle. Is this Hillsborough or is that Mount Stewart? It looks like Mount Stewart. No, that's Hillsborough Castle. All right. That's the, that's the garden out the back. It is. Right. Hillsborough Castle is in Hillsborough and it's named that comes from uh, Sir Moses Hill. Now, Moses Hill was an English adventure, um, uh, basically in the pay of the king, and he got granted lots of lands, and they became the Marquesses of Downshire, his family, his descendants. But Moses Hill, I got this from Dr. Jonathan Barden, and I've never been able to get the, the evidence to back it up. He promised me that he would try and find where he got it from, but he couldn't get it, and then unfortunately passed away last year. Moses Hill, basically cheated the exchequer out of money by by not paying taxes on whiskies uh importing stuff there was cheaper you could import stuff over to, to england and he changed the color of a barrel um changed the color of barrels so he didn't have to pay as much import duty over in, in england so <laughs> i love it when they do things like this oh i love it i love it too <laughs> right so the queen's house is basically passed down from a guy from whiskey money money that he made from whiskey the hills there is hillsborough in there's hills lots of hillsboroughs in america 
and they're all named from this place. They're all named from that place there. Uh, so Will Hill, who was, well, he was basically the guy who lost the colonies. He was certainly played a part in it. Uh, that was one of the descendants from this house. Now, reason how this all ties up, right? Uh, the Whiskey River. There's a river runs down, now the Lagan I know runs down through Hillsborough as well, but there's another river that runs from Kilcavie down. And, and I have to thank the Hillside Pub and the Hibernial Landscapes websites for, for, for getting this information. The river that flowed from there, from what's now Hillsborough Lake, down through Kilcavie, there was a distillery on it, and it opened in 1826. Um, the guy who opened it, I, I love these names. This is a fabulous name. Hercules Bradshaw. I, I mean, there's not enough Herculeses being christened these days, you know. It's a was fabulous that name. the name of the horse in, in Steptoe's son was Steptoe called Hercules? Hercules. Yes. yes, that was true. And, and Samson and Goliath, the two big cranes in Belfast, they were named after cart horses in the shipyards. So, anyway, Hercules Bradshaw leased the land from Lord Downshire. And this is an interesting thing, too. Lord Downshire, the, the, the hill's land, extent it was vast. It was said that they could travel to Dublin and not go out of sight of the, uh, some of their land. They could travel from Hillsborough to Dublin and never lose sight of land property that they owned. It was big, big time people. But when the distillery was in operation, the one place in his his properties that he couldn't go was inside the warehouse because he wasn't uh, he wasn't a, a, a revenue inspector. He wasn't he wasn't from uh, customs and excise, so he wasn't allowed in. This would probably have greatly irked the, the Lord at the time. But anyway, the, the distillery had three stills, and it, it was using 2,000 tonnes of grain a year. And the story goes that they, there was a mistake in the accountancy in the inventory. So they got one that the tax inspectors were going to come down and, and have a look. And they discovered that there was too many barrels. So what they did was, they were told, pour it into the river. Now, the locals <laughs> came down <laughs> and were filling pockets and, you know, bathtubs, I'm sure, filled with whiskey. It was supposed to be poured into the river, but I would imagine there was plenty of people catching it before it got the length of the river. So it was said that the whole of Hillsborough was, was drunk for about three weeks, which is understandable. So that was where the name of the river came from so it was called basically the the the, the whiskey river um the distillery lasted until 1865 and then it closed i'm surprised with, with the way things have been going with irish whiskey that someone hasn't decided oh we'll reopen the hillsborough distillery um we'll, we'll start branding hillsborough hercules whiskey hercules irish whiskey etc etc and rebrand it and put down the Oh, history from 1826, etc., etc. Because that's just they've been doing this all over the place. Now, interestingly, Hillsborough in New Jersey, a man called, and this is another great name too, Camden Winkelstein. <laughs> that's a nice name. <laughs> Hillsborough in New Jersey. He's opening a distillery over there, the Ballymara distillery. I hope you're saying that right, because Frank Hearn is saying. It, 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 you said cold cavey wrong. It's it's it said cool cave e. You know, oh. you're not from County Down. You're saying it wrong. Yeah. There you go. See, 
I'm only a mere peasant from County Antrim. You know, we are obviously we're we're the, the lower class of, of Ulster people. Um, so I, I do apologise. I do apologise, Frank. Please forgive me. I've, I've, I've almost got blown up last week, so you, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you've got you've got to, you've got to laugh. Listen, do us a favor, folks. Comment, like, and share, and hit the bell and hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube because it helps us uh, go up the ratings and other people get to know about it that are interested in whiskey. And uh, well, I was talking to a guy called Brian tonight, who I'm interviewing later on in the week uh, about uh, the Burns Night, for, and he says he's a whiskey fan too. So if you're watching, Brian, type in the comments and say hello. Good evening to everyone, wherever you're watching all around the world. We'll get to your questions if you have any uh, later on in the show. But we're talking whiskey places this week. Where are we heading to now, Marty? We are heading, my old son, to Northern California. Now, I'll just clarify this. There are lots of places with whiskey in the name, right? You have um, like little whiskey and big whiskies and all this kind of stuff, especially in the States. There's loads of places. But I picked out a few good ones. The place, Unforgiven, the brilliant Clint Eastwood film. Love the film. Uh, that, that's the town of big whiskey. So... Whiskey Town in California. This is Northern California. The reason I picked this was it's an old it's an old mining town. But it's not just any old mining town. It's a mining town that they decided to flood. <laughs> right? So they actually moved nobody nobody really lived there anymore. But they moved parts of the town out of it, including they exhumed all the bodies in the cemetery and brought them up. <laughs> so they, this new sort of a semi-ghost town in California. They've made it into a resort because they filled all this in and they've got, let me see now, it's something like 38 miles of coastline. So it's a, it's a recreational place. It looks quite nice. I'm saying that's Northern California, so pretty much always going to look nice. But, yes, it was an old-fashioned, an old gold mining town. Uh, it was established in 1849. There's two, two stories about how it got its name. One, a barrel of whiskey fell off a, a, a mule cart and rolled into the little creek that was down there. Seems plausible enough, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem a, a big enough reason to call it a whiskey town. The other story is that there was all the miners that were there were able to drink a full barrel of whiskey every single day. Now, there was a thousand miners there. Okay, it's established in 1849. <laughs> and if you go on to Wikipedia, which obviously Wikipedia always tells the truth, so it must be true, it must be right. This is a lot of whiskey, a lot of whiskey. This is a lot, <laughs> a lot of whiskey. Of, a lot of whiskey. For a thousand people, fair enough, uh, you know, but it's still a lot of whiskey. You'd be drinking a full barrel a day. Now, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, the time was established 1849. The first woman arrived in 1852. So, <laughs> a thousand men and no, <laughs> no women. <laughs> I'm going to say the donkeys were very attractive looking out of the thought of that time. So, three years they went. Now, these guys were making $50 a day on average. That's what it's, that, again, this is what I'm saying. 
$50 a day, which is nearly $1,700 in today's money. That's what they were making. So they built the Whiskey Town Dam to flood the place. And this was opened by JFK. Flooded the place, and they basically moved what little bit was left, out, including the entire cemetery. And if you go on the, one of the travel review sites, the travel review site says that the cemetery was moved and uh, as it was in, the other was where it was, was inundated. The graves up at the thing have benches to them where people can come and socialise and have a beer. <laughs> now, I remember drinking tons of beer in cemeteries when I was a bit of a kid, right? Because you were scared in case you got caught and you knew nobody was in a cemetery. It was a, this was a fairly standard thing back in the day. But I don't remember having any, any you know, furniture and upholstery to sell. It just seems a bit strange. Listen, like, you, you must like, have had a bad life. Justin, I went to Scouts on a Friday night. I didn't go drinking. Oh, no, just my man drinking. No point in me, no point in me hiding this. That, that, was, that was about the only thing we had to do in Dunclaw at the time. But no, <laughs> the thing is, imagine if I phoned you up. Justin, you all right? Fancy going for a beer. Hi, where, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Stadies? Do you want to go to no, what about the cemetery? <laughs> we'll go and sit in the cemetery. Oh, my great great granny was, was in whiskey town. No, I'm not going to put a few tons of heart down, you know. It just seems more. The, the places around it are pretty good. The road that gets you to whiskey town is called Eureka Town, or Eureka Road, sorry. Is <laughs> this fair enough? Two other places beside it are Brandy Creek and Murder Gulch. So I don't know what's been on there, but it just seems—I don't know—it just seems like a really sort of weird place, you know. Yeah, a bizarre place. But there's even more bizarre places connected with whiskey in the world than that. Uh, there's a, there's a war, is there not? Is there a whiskey war that's now, still ongoing? Just before we go on, just before we go, we don't talking about conflicts. Justin, we have to talk about resolution and all that kind of stuff. But anyway. <clears throat> What we're going to talk about, there, there's Canada, and I know we have a lot of Canadians watch here. Canada, a place called Windsor, there's a part of it called uh, Whiskey Town, apparently. Uh, it's where Hiram Walker established the, the distillery. The Hiram Walker uh, um, Canadian Club, he was actually born in the States and moved up. Now, they held a Whiskey Town Festival. Where did they have it, Justin? Where did, where did they hold the festival? You think, oh, a bar, restaurant. Is this, is this the right graphic? Is that the right graphic? It's a little map, nope. is it? Yeah? Nope, nope, nope. It's nope, not nope, the right nope, one? Nope, nope. Oh, we'll hide, we'll, hide, we'll hide that one. It's I'll, a find, I'll find the right one. Of it. Oh, yes, I'll find, I'll find that they one. They held it. Right. I have no, I have no idea they, where they, they held, held They held it in St. Mary's Anglican Church. <laughs> I don't know how good a whiskey festival a would be. Well, it's listed as St. Mary's Anglican Church. Now, bring it up full screen. It's a church. Right. So, mm -hmm. 2019, it is a church. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know how fun it would be being in there, being in a church. I've been in a few. Been to a few funerals where I've had an absolute wheel of a time because the, the drinks flowed mightily, but it's a kind of a different thing, you know. It's that, 
where do we have it? Where are we going to have it? Oh, the bars, blah, blah, blah. No, no, down the church, happy days. Down there, then minister, he likes a drink, happy days, we'll get him pissed. And off we go, you know. It just seems a bit bizarre to me. I know. But uh, each to their own, each to their own. To each their own, Justin, that is quite correct, my friend. Now, uh, there's just another quick one. There's a whiskey point in Kansas, right? Which is listed on ghosttown.com, which is a, a site for people in the US because there's loads of these little towns that were established way back in the 19th century and they abandoned. So it's listed on ghosttowns.com. There was a whiskey point, there was a whiskey lake, but it dried up. Uh, and ghost towns, it says a preacher once said he would rather die in Junction City than live in Whiskey Point. Now, it seems to have been a bit of a rough place uh, because on the 14th of May, 1862, two soldiers were killed. Uh, one was wounded. So the marshal took revenge and he destroyed all the saloons and all the brothels, which were said to be the main source of, of employment and revenue in the town. So, as um, yeah, it sounds like a bit, of a, a bit of a weird place. Now it's deserted, but it's still there's there's still stuff there. So Whiskey Point in Kansas, at uh, another another whiskey named. Well, thank you. It's interesting to wonder how these people places get their name. Now you now you know you know. Yeah, as I say, there are loads of places. There's loads of places. Um, that are have the name whiskey in them. Um, they tend to be in the states for various reasons. They, uh, I picked some of these out because I thought they were actually quite fun. I thought they were they were, they were a bit different. And this one, the next one, it's a bit contrived. The whiskey, the whiskey link is there, but this is called the whiskey war. Now, you might think this is something to do with the whiskey rebellion back in in. Uh, uh, what the late 1780s or something to do with prohibition it's not this little island between denmark and greenland is in dispute now it's called hans island and what happened was hans island is hans the, the whiskey war is a war quasi war between canada and denmark so in 1973 there was a border treaty signed between the Denmark, which controls or con certainly controlled uh, Greenland and Canada. But the theoretical border in the sea runs right through the middle of this little chunk of rock. Denmark and Canada. Denmark planted that flag, left a bottle of brandy. Some people say it was schnapps, some people say it was brandy. I'm not 100% sure which, but there's two different versions. Now, this between Greenland and Ells uh, Ellesmere Island. Now, what happened then was the Canadians arrived over, they took down the Danish flag, stuck up the Canadian flag, and left a bottle of Canadian whiskey. Six months later, the Danish come over, they take down the Canadian flag, stick up their own flag, and leave a bottle of schnapps. And this has been going on for a very long time now. So it's sort of, it's not, it's a good, well-natured kind of thing. But when it's all said and done, the problem is, 
whoever has the rights to this has the mineral rights. Now, there was, in 2018, a joint task force set up to try and figure out, solve this problem once and for all. And you thought, right, that's fair enough. However, the Canadian government granted a guy the rights to explore for mineral rights around the island. So that's kicked all off again. So they're going to have to go and buy another bottle of whiskey. So this is a, a good-natured war, but it is basically a conflict over a little lump of rock. But it might prove out that, you know, if they discover oil there or, or I don't know, lithium or whatever the big thing is at the minute, if they discover that there, you can see, see it kicking off. Now, you might think Canada, by the way, their army is going to be a lot bigger than the Danish. It actually isn't. If you check it out, there's not a huge amount of difference in it. It's bigger, but it's not much bigger. I can tell you that that island definitely belongs to Britain because it didn't become part of Canada <laughs> when Canada got their independence. Do you think the Royal Navy? The Royal Navy just, should have a base. Just throw that in there. No, well, uh, just throw that in there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, Linda Cox is agreeing with me. She's agreeing with me. Uh, Sean McClanagan says it's Canadian. There you go. Look at that there. Oh, it's all kicked off tonight. As, as, as well, nobody actually speaks Danish, but the Danish subtitles are probably coming up two minutes later, and we'll probably have death threats from Kat, uh, from Denmark, the same as we had death threats from people that do social media, but don't like your sure and stuff. Justin got Justin get his cage rattled earlier on in the week. <laughs> Who's... Uh, <laughs> who, who's drinking the whiskey? I'm going to say the snaps. captain of the boats. I would imagine who's drinking the whiskey and snaps. Nobody is. No, I'm he's talking about the the stuff that's left on Hans Island. <laughs> he's, he's the it's the stuff that's left on the island. I would imagine oh, the right, boat that right. comes over with the flag. They take it down, pick the whiskey up, and take it away and drink it. But this it's not technically named Whiskey Island, but it's named as the Whiskey War. Uh, because that, because of this exchange of thing, now, it's good nature, but you can see there's a serious point to it because you have that and the control shipping lanes and all that kind of jazz. So yeah, it uh, it's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt, you know. Northwest Passage. I prefer the Southeast <laughs> Passage myself to the Northwest Passage. <laughs> oh boy, uh, all the ones that are good. Is that a good enough joke for you? Somebody told me to tell a joke there whenever we, you dropped out. I, I didn't tell a joke because we get struck off. There you go. Not. Uh, You're not allowed to tell jokes so, these days. Uh, where, where are we heading now? And. I know that. We've only 15 minutes left tonight. Where are we heading next? I've had enough of Hans Island. It, le it looks like Craggy Island, a cold and forbidden ah, place. Cold and forbidden place. We're going to head to Scotland. Now, again, this isn't called Whiskey Island, there's a, but there's a whiskey connection to it. This is Discussion Island. And maybe the Danish and the Canadians could go to Discussion Island to sort out their differences. Because what happened at this... This is a, a, a small a small <laughs> island in Loch Leven, down beside Balhulish, which I know quite well. Now, you go down, it's called Discussion Island, or, and please forgive me, uh, Gaelic speakers, Island O'Combra, I think that's how you, roughly how you pronounce it. Anyway, traditionally people who had disputes, what they did was they sent them out onto this island with a block of cheese and a bottle of whiskey and told them to get it sorted, right? And then come back anyway. 
Now, anyone who knows anything about the Scottish locks, I had a friend one time who decided to go canoeing with his cousin on the Scottish locks. One, it's always cold, right? It's all, even in summer, it's always going to be a bit parking, right? It's always going to be a bit, a bit cold. But by far away, the worst thing is the midges. Those little flies that come off the thing in the billions and they bite you. They, 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 they're just irritating. Now, if you were out on that, basically what you'd be told is get the whiskey in you as quick as possible, get the cheese in and get in before the midges all start. <laughs> so they were basically, there was there was method to it. Get them out there, otherwise you're going to get up with midges. So go out, have a drink, get it sorted and come back in. So it's not whiskey island, but it's worth doing. It's worth, there's a website called the island of discussion.com right and on it it says man this is profound advice justin you should listen to this because whenever your man gets back to you again tonight and says oh he's i don't know he's going to come and get you <laughs> right victory is not over the other person but over one's own ignorance that's what you should quote to him you should put that in an email and say look do you want to go to discuss an island discuss an island with a block of cheddar and a bottle of bottle of sulky and take it up to him that's what you could do justin then have more head send albanians round bring it on <laughs> that's what i say remember we're from northern ireland all right uh, so uh, there you go <laughs> that that's the island of discussion there it is there just whenever you say that justin the man who said I have a very special set of skills. I will come and I will think. He used to work for McAllister's. He worked in McAllister's, so he did. All he right. Did, he did indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did, now, he did indeed. Yeah. This is the, there's lots of these places nicknamed Whiskey Island. So you can nickname Hans Island or Whiskey War Place, Discussion Island, the Dewey Whiskey, Isla in Scotland, where you have your Lafroigs and Ardbegs and Bowmore and all that. Its nickname is Whiskey Island. But I've discovered two places that are actually called Whiskey Island, one of which is in Canada. And is this the right graphic? Is this the right graphic? Yes, it is. Is it? I think it is. Yes, it is. This this is the graphic. Yeah, there yes. we go. We'll this go is Whiskey Island is. near Ontario, in Ontario, Canada. And the wee bit, the, 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 the bit that sort of pokes out towards Whiskey Island, you see, you can't maybe can't read it, but you can see the wee red arrow. The bit that pokes out towards it, I love the name of this, it's Peekaboo Point. <laughs> Peekaboo! <laughs> Peekaboo! You know, Peekaboo Point. <laughs> it's just bizarre. But Whiskey Island, that's one Whiskey Island. The next one's the one. This is, this is the one, Justin. Fire it up. Right. It's that one, but that's but not, not the that one. we want. Is it that one? Because this Whiskey Island is a, that's the one. This is Whiskey is Island one? in upstate New York. Okay. And it's it's in part of the Thousand Islands. Okay. And it's on the St. Lawrence River. And this is up for sale for $2.95 million. Now, hold on. It has 
I know you've plenty of money. I driving your wee, wee sports car, buying coffee all over the place, no car, selling stuff from the boot of the car. I know what you're at. You and your Bitcoin. This is for sale, right? 2.9, nearly $3 million. I think you'll get it a bit cheaper than that if you ask. But if, you, if you're paying cash, you'll probably get it cheaper. Anyway, 3.1 acres. And its name comes from it used to be used as a drop-off point for the bootleggers during Prohibition. So the Canadians would come down, drop whiskey there, Americans would come up, pick it up, and then go Al Capone and the guys or whoever took it away and sold it. Now, it comes with the main lodge is eight bedrooms, four bathrooms, family room, library. It's actually got a commercial kitchen, so you could open it up as a, as a, a holiday home, that kind of jazz. And then it has another two-bedroom cottage, and it also then has a, a, a boathouse, you know, where you can keep your boat moored and go down and probably a bit like a man cave. So this is for sale. Now, I, I, if you go onto this website, uh, Islands for Sale, there's loads of them. There's loads of them. People, big, massive things in the Maldives and all. There's four uh, sale, for sale in Ireland. Uh, West Cav, um only wrote down two West Cav down in down in West Cork. Uh, there's another one, Lee's Island in, in Galway. You know, you buy these private islands and and if you're only sort of thing. Personally, I would prefer uh, the one in, in the States, so probably a bit better than one stuck in <laughs> up the west coast of Ireland where the Atlantic's going to just you know, you go out of an evening and you could end up in the middle of Athlone somewhere as the wind just picks you up and tears you over. But Go on and have a look at these private islands because that is something else. You know, these things, price on inquiry, it's like a 120-acre island in the Maldives. I'm going to say if you have to ask the price, there's not much point of going on looking for it, you know. Um, it, 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 as it's, there's all over the place, Scotland, um, Ireland, Italy, you know. When uh, I was going to buy a handbag for somebody for Valentine's Day, I went into this place in uh, Knightsbridge and uh, nothing had the price on it. Mm. And I thought, that's a bit strange. Everything has to have the price on it by law. Uh, and I says, how much is that? Because uh, you got it nicked on the underground. Uh, and I, uh, not a bit of wonder you got it nicked on the underground. This is a right few years ago now. This is this is a right few years ago, and it, it wasn't a de the dearest of handbags. But uh, when I opened it up and looked <laughs> at the price inside, it was it had it, 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 it had zeros added, and the zero the zeros were not the, the pennies and the tens. They yeah, were the... I, I, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he worked with me in Mexico. So this guy wasn't a multimillionaire. He's well enough off, but he wasn't. He wasn't well at himself. <laughs> And him and his friend and the two wives went to London. And George and Fred, they went they went and had a few drinks and whatnot. And the girls decided they were going to go and do a bit of shopping. So they ended up in the Louis Vuitton shop. Now, the first thing that the Louis Vuitton... Uh, uh, look at his wee face. <laughs> right, the first thing that happened was, whenever they came in, they sat down. But, but Madame's like a bottle of champagne. So basically... <laughs> and then they felt obliged to buy something. <laughs> one of them bought a handbag at twelve hundred pound, and the other one bought a scarf at six. 
Because <laughs> they felt, well, they sort of had to buy something and it was the cheapest thing they had. <laughs> 600 pounds car. So Jordy made her take it back the next day to get her, <laughs> get her money back. But that, that's, this is how some people live their life, you know. They, they've been going and buying private islands and 600 pound little... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. It's just another world. But that's that's really the, the that, whiskey that places. That is absolutely... That's really the whiskey places that I, I, I discovered. I thought some of these were quite funny. So you've been collecting these for a while, these whiskey places? I, no, I, I, I had a look a couple of weeks ago because... You've been collecting these over... I've, I've been just been taking stuff out and having to keep an eye on it. But the thing is... This is the point of, of whiskey. It's a different drink. You know, all of this sort of history and things that you can hang your hat on and have a bit of a laugh and a giggle with and, you know, be funny stories and that kind of thing. I'd love to go to Peekaboo Point. I think I, I think that, that, that's my new, my new place, Peekaboo Point, looking out the Whiskey Island. No. We'll just mention a few of the, the things coming in here. Uh, it's Frank Heron said, and you think Irish whiskey is expensive? Mm. Well, put it like this. <laughs> there's, there's bottles of whiskey at the minute that uh, the, the, the price of just shot up, up to a point where I, I, have, a fu I have a funny feeling that the next auction, there's just going to be an absolute deluge of Middleton very rare trying to be sold, because whenever people see, I mean, it's just sort of it's kind of crazy, you know. What was twenty thirteen Middleton very rare starting to go for eight hundred pound? A couple of you know, two months ago it was they're basically and a half starting to devalue. They're devaluing it by doing stuff like that, really, aren't they? They're devaluing no, it by doing no, stuff it, like it, that. No, well, I mean, it, it, the, the, the price of them should not, but it's it's really just rocketed in the last couple of months. Um, really, since the, and I know it's sort of too unconnected thing, but the, uh, since the Bush Mills stuff came out, the ones that you can't get over here, the ones that are a bit rarer, are just flying off the shelf and just rocketing up as well. So, I mean, it is, it's just, I, 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 Priced out in the market, kind of thing. I mean, the likes of this, this silky, that this is really good. This is quite good quality stuff, and this is like forty pound a bottle, thirty some thirty five forty pound a bottle, well worth it. Um, so I don't know. I just, I just think that the prices. It's not a healthy position at the minute. And don't get me wrong, I have, I have whiskey sitting in there that uh, now it's worth. Um, an awful lot more than what I paid for it. But that's what I mean. It's now getting to a point where uh, around Christmas time, I said about opening one of the bottles that I had sitting. I probably at some point will open all of those. And they're, you know, they're £100, and pound bottles, which in the grand scheme of things is not expensive. But you, some of them you're sitting thinking, yeah, I opened There's these. Um, What are you going to say, Matt? We're being asked, are uh, any predictions for the year ahead apart from prices going up? Any predictions for the year ahead apart from prices going up? Anything to look out for release-wise? 
Um, I'm going to say that there'll be more Bush Mills cask strengths, which are always going to be super. Um, Eklundville keep teasing us with um, that they're possibly going to do it at some point later on in the end of 2021. Um, there's so many distilleries that have stuff coming out. Now, our good friends down at Cologne, again, anyone who listens to the podcasts, we did not our first one we talked a bit more about Potchin. Potchin is is probably the original Irish spirit because whiskey has to have a certain process. By law it has to be aged for three years. So Potchin would have been the original spirit. And really it's starting from a zero plateau. Now Cologne are going to be doing some experimental potchins at the launch with uh, Paul at Belfast Whiskey Week. Uh, Brendan said this, they're going to be doing some experimental mash bills for, for potching. That'll be exciting, really, really good. Um, and who knows, what, there, there there's, seems to be an awful lot of people trying to find different cask finishes, which is okay. It's nice, it's a bit more... Um, it's nice to have those different kind of I would like to start seeing some of the distilleries that are, are doing stuff doing a bit more just your ordinary spirit where it's just them saying out this is our if you like core range um I'd like to see a bit more of that stuff starting to come in but there's probably not just enough um uh distilleries with their own product just yet you know but i, I see trevor watson has asked does marty smell just time for Every one time final question tonight. no not all yeah. the time but yeah. i've only opened this <laughs> uh-huh. i smell it quite a lot uh you always have in the nose just to, to, just because when it's all it's only open it, it it's not as good as it will be Later on. The silky, the ordinary silky, I say the ordinary silky, the, 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 the main one, just the ordinary silky, uh, it just improves the longer it's open. The longer you have it open, it just gets better and better and better. Okay, uh, just uh, time to say uh, the Dunville PX got a great review, but not easy to get. Now, no, they're they're not easy to get. Uh, you need to look around. Something the uh, Cologne Potchin is uh, Julie's favourite. Uh, Frank Hearns agreeing. Uh, 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 you know, uh, so I want to taste it, not not to make money on it. That's that's yeah. right. Uh, and there, there you go. Uh, drop the Irish. He's got Bill Phil, JJ Corey, and Hinge peated for 190 years and couldn't ship it. Prices yeah. are up. Yeah, that's rather nice. Uh, Dale McDonald got his hands in a bottle of yellow spot. Oh. And he's absolutely in love. And on that note, we'll leave you and we'll catch you Wednesday one, one quick evening. Thing. Deal. I did a review of all the spot range the, the green, yellow, blue, and red. And yellow's my. My favourite of them all. I think it's fabulous stuff. Fabulous stuff. Okay. You can find all the shows on Irish Whiskey Review on YouTube. Archived, they're easier to find. Remember to subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube. And also uh, 
like us, comment and share on Facebook as well. Patrick Milky, uh, uh, good evening to you. Great show again, as always. Thanks very much. John Dunn, great show. Take care, lads. Catch you all again next week. Don't be putting coffee this is on for in the, the band, morning, Marty. Wish me luck for this week, guys, so I don't get poisoned and bloody smatherings. Okay, wish me luck. All right. All, all right. Bye-bye. Okay.